Flash flooding and landslides across South America. Are the warm Pacific waters to blame? When these two areas of winds collide, we start to get convection and eventually some really heavy showers. Now, those showers can bring excess of 100 millimetres of rain in just the space of a few hours. Wow! 17,000 weather enthusiasts now take part in the Weather Observations website. Find out how you can get involved. Anybody can use it to submit, store and visualise their weather observations and also weather impact reports. And spring has sprung, but could we break any February temperature records? How high are we saying? Well, easily 15, 16, maybe on Friday 17 or 18 degrees. It's Wednesday, 20th of February, and you're listening to Weather Snap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Adam McGiven, and you're listening to Weather Snap, an insider's guide to the week's weather, brought to you direct from the Met Office HQ. Devastating flooding in parts of South America continues this week, with further downpours expected, along with the risk of landslides. The worst flooding has impacted countries on the Pacific coast that are more often associated with dry weather. I'm joined by Met Office meteorologist Becky Mitchell, who's been looking at the latest. Yes, we've had some very heavy rainfall across many parts of South America, but the area we're going to focus on today is in the west, and that includes Colombia, Ecuador, Bolivia and parts of Peru. And Peru in particular, they have declared a state of emergency in some areas. We've had significant flooding, landslides and unfortunately some fatalities as well. This is normally a relatively dry part of the world, isn't it? Can these unusual weather patterns be blamed on El Nino? Different countries have different criteria for declaring an El Nino. Now, the Americans declared one last week, but other countries haven't. But when we do have an El Nino, what tends to happen is that we have high sea surface temperatures to the west of South America, and that's what we've got at the moment. Now, that indicates that the trade winds have slowed down. Now, when that happens, we tend to get an onshore flow, and that meets the western side of the Andes. Now, the other part of the story is the geography of the area. So the Amazon is to the east, that acts as a heat source and when that heat source kicks in we see air flowing in the opposite direction. Now when these two areas of winds collide we start to get convection and eventually some really heavy showers. Now those showers can bring excess of 100 millimetres of rain in just the space of a few hours. And the other part of the story as well is to do with the Madden-Julian Oscillation. Now that's an area of enhanced tropical rainfall that travels around the globe and at the moment it is actually across South America. So it's an unfortunate combination of all of those weather events. How much longer can we expect the heavy rains to continue? At the moment, it looks like the Madden-Julian Oscillation will continue to linger around South America. So this does mean heavy showers are likely to continue in these same areas. And that could again lead to further flooding and landslides. Before meteorologists like Becky can predict the weather, they need to know as much as they can about the current state of the atmosphere. Every day, more than 200 billion weather observations are fed into the Met Office supercomputer. These readings are collected from planes, buoys, satellites and weather stations. They include measurements of temperature, humidity, rainfall and air pressure. But what's the weather like in your own back garden? You can now share that information online and help shape the forecast. Here's Katie O'Boyle from Met Office Observations. WOW stands for Weather Observations website. It's the Met Office's free platform and anybody can use it to submit, store and visualise their weather observations and also weather impact reports. 
It was launched back in 2011 and now has over 17,000 registered users worldwide and we've had over 1 billion observations submitted. WOW was set up for two reasons. The first one was to modernise the reporting process for our network of voluntary climate observers that we have around the UK. It was also to engage with the weather enthusiast community to tap into the growing area of what we call citizen science. Anyone can go on the website and view the observations and anybody can submit what we call a quick observation, upload a weather photo or a weather impact report. So it's very easy to add a manual weather observation to WOW. You can do this with any bits of weather equipment. You can build your own rain gauge in the back garden or if you've got a thermometer in the garden. You can even go a step further and add a personal weather station. There's a number of schools with their own weather stations as well who have signed up to WOW. And it's a really great way to teach children about the weather and get them engaged. So on the home page of the website, you can see a map of observations. And if you scroll out and move around, you can go anywhere in the world on that. And there's a really dense network of observations on WOW. Um, so if you have a look in your local area, you can get a really good idea of the weather right where you are. My name is Stephen Keats, and I'm one of the meteorologists in the Operations Centre here at Exeter. The WOW Observations Network is very crucial to us because it fills in the gaps quite nicely between our network of Met Office observations. To give an example of this, summertime thunderstorms where one village can get a torrential downpour just down the road stays completely dry, well, the WOW Observations Network may well pick up that heavy rainfall which helps us to verify our forecasts. Because of the way the WOW data is collected through amateur observations, we have to be a little bit cautious in the way it's interpreted but nevertheless, it's still extremely useful for building our network of observations. That was meteorologist Stephen Keats, and before that, we heard from Katie O'Boyle. And if you'd like to find out more about WOW, just head to wow.metoffice.gov.uk. Last week, the mercury climbed to 18.2 Celsius in Colwyn Bay, a temperature more typical of late spring or early summer in the UK. Later this week, the warmth returns, and this time the exceptionally mild weather could break records. Here's meteorologist Alex Deacon. All the talk this week will be about the temperatures. Exceptionally warm once more at the end of the week through Friday and Saturday as well. Why so warm? Well, it's all to do with the pressure pattern. We've got a big area of high pressure sitting over Europe and low pressure out in the Atlantic. And between the two, winds are coming up from the south. So warm air is wafting our way from Spain and even further south. That's where the warmth is coming from. And when we start to see a bit more sunshine, well, temperatures could really jump up through Friday. More sunshine than Thursday. And Saturday, again, probably more places seeing a bit more blue sky. And the sun at this time of year is getting stronger. So it really will have an effect. Now, we got to 18.2 last week. We could easily get higher than that in one or two places. With southerly winds, it's areas to the north of high ground that see the highest temperatures. North Wales, northeast England, the far north of Scotland, likely to see some of the top temperatures this week. How high are we saying? Well, easily 15, 16, maybe on Friday, 17 or 18 degrees. Those kind of temperatures are threatening February records. Now, our all-time February record for the UK is 19.7 Celsius. That was set back in 1998. Only a small chance that we'll get that high over the coming days. But 
some local records may go, and particularly the record for Scotland, which is currently 17.9 Celsius. That's the highest temperature ever recorded in Scotland in February, and that was set over 100 years ago. So all eyes will be on the thermometers over the next few days. We'll be keeping a close eye on those temperature records, and if we break any, we'll let you know right here on the Weather Snap. Now, here's Greg Dewhurst with last week's highs and lows. Here are your weekly extremes from Monday the 11th of February to Monday the 18th of February 2019. The highest max was at Colwyn Bay in Wales at 18.2 Celsius. The lowest temperature was Estelmuir in Dumfries and Galloway at minus 4.5 Celsius. The highest rainfall in a day was Tindrum in Stirling at 22.4 millimetres. And the highest daily sunshine was in Shoebury Ness in Essex and also Camborne in Cornwall with 9.3 hours. That's it for Weather Snap. I'm Adam McGiven. This week's producer was Adrian Holloway. We'll be back same time next week as we take a closer look at the week's weather. Weather Snap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.